This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And my voice just cracked. Also, this is our (laughs) Season 3 Listener Roundtable, and we're going to talk about Season 3 of the hit ABC series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Uh, We we have a, I I would refer to them as a two-live crew tonight. (laughs) They're crazy. (laughs) They're rowdy. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, though, and we're going to be focusing mainly on them. It's all about you. We we did like no prep work for this. We were like, you know, we we have a ton of smart listeners yes. and yeah, you know, other uh, once podcasting friends yes. and stuff like that. We could probably just go live and let them go and kick back and drink our magic juice. Basically, I'm gonna sit here with my cups, plural, <laughs> mm-hmm. and enjoy. After I read my two and a half page rhyme. Yes, yes. So the I rhyme summary, the which, rhyme was, today. which was also uh, listener contributed, yes. uh, which is fun. Uh, before we get into everything, though, I just wanted to throw this out there real quick. Uh, as you guys know, I write uh, some books about a little superhero named Dog Boy. And I, the cover illustrator uh, for me, Paul Loudon, is actually doing a, a relevant uh, crowdfunding uh, campaign for a graphic novel. I thought you guys might... It's uh, if you go to Indiegogo.com and search for Alice and the Invaders from Wonderland, uh, you can check it out. Check out the art. He's doing it with a writer friend of his. Basic premises: After Alice returns from Wonderland, she finds out that it was all very real when the Queen of Hearts and her army invades Alice's home dimension. So you know, it sounds fun. Sounds fun, and Paul's a great artist. I love love his artwork that he's done for me for uh, Dog Boy. And I, I no quid pro quo or anything. I just thought it looked good. Uh, you guys might enjoy it, so check that out. And uh, let's see here. I guess we should go ahead and uh, introduce our guests. And uh, or yes. do we want to do the rhyme first? No, let's introduce the guests first. Okay. One at a time. Please. Okay, let's see here. Uh, first, we'll start off with uh, other Anne Marie. How are you doing, Anne Marie? Hey, I'm good, guys. I'm Anne Marie. I'm from the Great White North. <laughs> yes, the Great White North. The Great White North. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, Amy. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing good. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, the last time we saw you was uh, for the Wonderland wrap-up hangout, right? Wonderland hangout. I think think that means you're you're contractually obligated to appear on all of our wrap-up hangouts from here. And you're welcome. (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Next up is uh, Bobby from Bradenton. How are you doing, Bobby? (laughs) I I can see you. Bobby from Bradenton. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? Oh, did you mute yourself? Yes, he did. He muted himself already before he's done. All right. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Bobby. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. <laughs> Excellent. We're glad you were able to get in. You were having a, some technical difficulties early on. Yeah, my phone and my tablet wouldn't hook up, so I had to go steal someone else's laptop. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good. Definitely don't give it back. No. Definitely don't give it back. <laughs> it's all yours now. <laughs> okay, uh, next up is uh, Hope. How are you doing, Hope? I'm okay. Um... 
okay. <laughs> Breathe. Just okay. Oh, I, I worked like 45 hours in two different stores because they can do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Yay, retail. Well, if, if you need to, uh, to take a nap or anything, uh, you, you can uh, definitely feel <laughs> free. We have a bunch of people to cover for you. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, 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 may, I dashed away during your uh, Wonderland episode. Maybe I can make it a thing where – and I'm just like going to go save the fangirls. <laughs> I'll do this. I'll just do this. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, but your listeners were not here like five minutes ago when me and Emery decided what this is. It's we okay. just do this now. <laughs> nice. Okay, and next up is someone we hear from like, pretty much every week, but we've never actually had on before. Uh, Michael Lucero. How you doing, Michael? Great. Good to be here, guys. How are you all? Yay. Uh, excellent. Yeah, it's, it's finally nice to get to talk to you. I mean, because uh, we definitely hear from you, like, all the time, and it, you're, yeah. it's always some of our favorite communications. We 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 generally say that about all the listeners, but we really mean it about you. Awesome. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks. <laughs> uh, next up is Martine. How you doing, Martine? Hi, very good, but really tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, hey, what time is it where you are? Oh, it's twenty to two. So oh my goodness! <laughs> I hope you have nothing to do tomorrow. <laughs> Only exams on Tuesday, but that's fine. Oh, that's well, a few yeah, days that's away. Tuesday. Yeah, You're that's fine. fine. Recover. Just uh, you know, get up and you know, jump around if if you need to wake up. Exactly. Yeah, that's all happening. <laughs> or again, if you need to nod off, it's fine. We can we cover understand. it. We can cover it. I'm yes. planning on sleeping for most of the episode after we get this intro. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Christine. How are you doing, Christine? Hi. Uh, Sunday morning for me. Sunday morning. Nice. Oh, that's right. You're the early one. Yeah. Uh, where are you again? Uh, for I'm in Shanghai. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, it's been a way. We haven't had you on in a second. Uh, no, you know. I've been busy. And uh, sorry, I, I, I've actually, I actually need to go back and catch up on uh, some of the older episodes because I haven't <laughs> had time to. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're um, glad, glad you were able to join us anyway. Absolutely. For sure. Um, I'm I'm glad to be here, and uh, I hope you like the rhyme reading it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I will. I hope to do it justice. I hope. Oh. To do it justice. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Once we get to it, uh, in, in a rare occurrence, I'll probably be switching in when she. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to tap, tap it, 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 it is an epic, epic rhyme, which yeah. we'll get thank to you, in just you. a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, last but not least, uh, we have uh, Jeff and Colleen, who also uh, joined us on the Wonderland uh, Hangout. How are you doing, Jeff and Colleen? Doing great. Good. How are you? Thanks for inviting Good. us. Excellent. Oh, of no course. problem. No problem. I, I saw I saw you uh you know over on the event page and everything. And I was like, oh, they want to be on. I I didn't realize they wanted to be on. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I'm old. I am. I forgot to reply at the right time. Sorry. <laughs> you missed the deadline. Why you didn't to reply? <laughs> I didn't know about it, or I would have replied for him. So surprise. Okay. <laughs> surprise. We have everybody. We have we have the whole gang together. And uh, we're, we're drinking magic juice, of course. I think I just accidentally uh, mixed my carbonated magic juice in with my coffee that I had in this cup earlier. Ooh. So we'll see how That's that goes. That's why I have two cups. Okay, okay. Amory, let's go ahead okay. and uh, start off with Christine's wonderful, epic, full season three summary. Okay. Hold on to your hats, folks. <clears throat> All right. It's the season that shows the tale of two stories. First, the gang heads to Neverland to save Henry. The Dark One has lost his son once more. This he did not doubt. 
It gave him, I'm bad at rhyming, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it gave him to confront his old man and want to take him out. As the heroes work together to use their many talents, Emma admits that she still blames her parents. Still a lost girl inside, shippers divide. You guys choose your sides. <laughs> Charming and Hook develop a bromance. Swanhook shows the signs of real romance. Neil is alive. Almost everyone rejoices. <laughs> For now. As we discover more of Rumpel's never-ending history, Pan's true identity is no longer a mystery. Can there even be a more twisted family tree? <laughs> Wait, hang on. <sighs> stupid, stupid Henry. Why can't you just listen to your parents? You have three. <laughs> In the end, the team prevails. They head back to Storybrooke, where it all seems well. Certainly not. The drama continues. Henry and Pan switch bodies, and a new curse ensues. The ultimate sacrifice brings tears to our eyes as Rumpel perishes with Pan together. A new curse hits. They thought for the last time. Regina bids farewell and creates memories. She thought for the better. Life in New York seemed pretty fine until Hook barged in with a message just in time. Emma remembers Henry doesn't. They both return to Storybrooke. Is is it where Emma belongs? Not exactly. As being adrift is all she's ever known. Are you tapping in? Yeah, I'll tap in. Okay. There's yet another new curse in town with a new villain to double it down. Her skin is green. Evil versus wicked, sibling rivalry begins. Three months of hiatus only to discover that Rumpel was not ended. Uh, Bill correctly predicted that the dark life was not over. Uh, The Wizard of Oz has turned into a flying monkey. So is half, half of Storybrooke. Isn't that dainty? Rumpel's brain, Regina's heart, Charmy's, Charming's bravery, Snow's new baby, all ingredients in creating something dark. As it turns out, a curse to turn back the clock, by which so powerful not even Dorothy could stop. Even without her heart, Regina finally embraces her true love, even if it might not last. She breaks the curse and defeats her sister. The portal still opens. Rumpel, you a bad, bad mister. Uh, curiosity killed the cat and puts Emma in danger, too. Luckily, she didn't die. She just gets sucked back in time. Hook the pirate turns into Hook the valiant as he helps Emma and Snow, the charming assailant. Uh, with Rumpel's help, they restore faults in time. Well, most of them. Some changes are clearly just fine. For Emma also rescues a damsel in distress who turns out to be Maid Marian. Oh, what a mess. Don't mind me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tag. <laughs> Tag. Okay. Rumpel follows the lady and does a gambit. Proposing to Belle, can this deceit be called a romantic? For self-preservation is forever the Dark One's nasty little habit. They end Neil again, this time for good. The writers are to blame. At least he's remembered in newborn's <laughs> name. The youth turned lost boy, tur- thief turned father, dies a hero, and is remembered as such ever after. But wait, Swanhook returned with even more baggage than they bargained for. What's that thing flowing? A new season of folklore? Watch out, dearies. Winter is coming. And all things considered, that might not be so charming. All of these events and more things that rhyme in this Deja Vu Season 3 of Once Upon a Time. Ooh, congratulations. Thank you. awesome. Thank you. Woo. Perfect. Yay. And you hit every plot point, which is Absolutely. a really hard thing to do. Take it from me. <laughs> I've written a few of those. Okay, Anne-Marie, um, everyone can uh, unmute. unmute themselves, and Anne-Marie is going to run a little trivia game here. I'm going to kick back and uh, drink some magic juice. Okay, trivia time. If you would like to answer, say your name, and I'll call on you. First one I hear, 
gets to answer. The prize is... That's all I got. Weak applause. <laughs> Weak applause. Weak applause. Okay, number right. one. What is the name of Rumpel's childhood toy? Bobby. 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 Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Point for Bobby. Yep. All right. How does Snow save her own life? When? Which time? (laughs) (laughs) I need a clarification. (laughs) Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Turns herself into a ladybug. Oh. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Three. Um, Many characters are multiple fairy tale personalities. Who else was Peter Pan? Bobby. Bobby? Pied Piper. You? All right. Number four. Henry. Technically. Oh. Well, Henry is not a fairy tale character. Henry is not a fairy tale character. Yeah. Technically. I'm calling shenanigans on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How do you capture a shadow? Amy. Amy? The coconut. Mm-hmm. Putting the Anne Marie. Anne Marie. With the candle. The candle. The candle in the coconut. <laughs> the candle in the coconut. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, they each get half a point. Half a point. Put the line in the coconut. Okay. I'm so glad that you were thinking that. I missed whatever just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I said you put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what is Killian and Liam's sail made of? Hope. Hope. Pegasus feathers. Yes. It's not made of hope. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh I have never heard those jokes ever before. <laughs> you are the funniest man, Gomez. <laughs> um, what does Emma take of hooks while practicing her magic? Hope. Martin. Hope. His hook. His hook. Slash <laughs> Um, what color are Zelina's slippers? Amy. Amy. Uh, silver. Yes. Follow-up question: What color are Dorothy's slippers? Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Red. No, 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 go, go. Oh. Oh. Follow up question, why? (laughs) Legal rights, I believe. (laughs) Um, How does Bay get to Neverland the second time to save everybody for clarification? Oh, Amy. Amy. Um, The shadow thing. He um, he he used Robin's son to say that he believed and used him as bait to grab onto the shadow and fly to Neverland. Yes. That was going to be my follow-up question. Uh, I'm in the shadow, but you got that. What? Using child for children for bait is always always. Uh, children for bait. Why not? It, so no, it's a family show. Moment. It's a family show. Well, at least he got to go back to his dad. This is true. Uh, easy one. Who was the voice of the shadow? Hope. Hope. Ben Manson. Ben Manson. So good. Um, what was Hook served in jail? Martin. <laughs> I think I heard Martin. I, it was Martin. me. Martin. Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> I like how she says it. Yes, Bologna. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, so how am I supposed to know? <laughs> I love bologna. Oh, Jeff, I I, I just I saw you, you might be uh, muted still. 
No, it's FYI. not. That's the video because they don't usually send video. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember, we're not. We don't like I'll to explain know who we are. We're, we're crawling we out of the portal. Remember. Uh. shadow. How does Regina turn snow into a mermaid? Amy. Amy. Um. She gives Ariel a bracelet to turn her into human, and in order for her to turn into human, someone has to turn into a mermaid. And so she took Snow White's legs. Uh, alternate answer very well. She did, she did a good job turning snow into it. <laughs> I was going to say magic, so. <laughs> oh. I like details, okay? <laughs> Where did they find Henry after Pan was killed? Bobby. Bobby. Block Tower. Yes. Correct. Um, How did Peter Pan know about Neverland? Amy. Amy. It was his dreamland. He dreamed about it, and so he kind of made it up. Amy, you're rocking the trivia. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Last but certainly not least, and probably easiest of all, um, how does Emma stop her parents from meeting the first time? Apparently okay. not. By, <laughs> by breaking down a branch, so she falls yes. out of the tree. <laughs> yes, she broke a branch. Excellent. Uh, so that's the last question. So that was the last okay, question. Okay, let me tabulate up the scores here. <laughs> Okay, I'm the big winner. Everybody else ties for second. Congratulations. They all accept it willingly? Wow. I do. They cheer. I need some magic juice. (laughs) Yeah, you guys need both. Here, have some of mine. Oh, good. (laughs) Good job, team. We boosted Bill's ego. Oh, yeah, I'll exactly. for you, Jeff. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see here. I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get started into the main discussion then. Uh, hmm. I'm going to pick somebody to start with here. Actually, you know what? I think he already had some uh, stuff he wanted to talk about. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, Michael. You had some stuff you wanted to talk about as far as uh, kind of a parallel part plot structure? Uh, yeah. I, I was, um, as you guys know, I haven't been the biggest fan of this season. I've mm-hmm. had a lot of criticisms, especially towards the end. Um, but this is one thing that I actually originally didn't like, but then started to like the more I thought about it. Is uh, it kind of bugged me at first? I just thought it was like an example of like poor storytelling. The 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 two halves of the season were had almost the exact same plot structure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly like a ring cycle, but maybe like a mirror cycle. Um, uh, in each storyline, um, the heroes fight a villain who has uh, influence or control over like one of the heroes, um, Henry in the first part, uh, Rumpel in the second part. Uh, and in each, in each storyline, the, the villain is defeated either because of or at the same time as that hero... Um, you know, their allegiance shifting back to the main group of heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and each storyline, uh, the villain is defeated two episodes before the end. Uh, <laughs> and and the, in those remaining two episodes, they have to kind of deal with the fallout of that defeat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and also, like, extra plots that the villain had that were uh, enacted before they could defeat him. And, uh, like, Pan's curse being the first one, and then the time travel curse. Right. So at first I was just thinking, you know, this is just really lazy writing, but the more I thought about it, the more examples of, like, more parallels that there were, and I was thinking, you know, this can't be just an accident. They had to have done this on purpose, and I kind of started having a lot of admiration for them because of that. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I reading too much into this? Or? Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. notice those parallels at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might actually be really interesting to watch the entire season when it comes out on DVD because there was such a big break in between. And mm. so I, I do understand what Michael was, was going at. And so watching it in a rewatch over the summer would be very interesting because then you can kind of watch it back to back. And I just I'm sorry. I just rewatched the whole season over the past like three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are dedicated, man. <laughs> Was it good? I make sure I had something to talk about. Nice. Right. Yeah, we watched some uh, key episodes, kind of yep. as we could uh, of the Neverland Dark. Hey, well, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, go to you, Bobby. Since you rewatched the whole season, uh, general impressions. Uh, I didn't notice. I mean, he brings up some really good points. I didn't notice that at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I like she was saying. I noticed that it's almost like two different, completely different seasons, mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. season finales and everything. Um, the first one dealing with maybe like the sins of the father and the cycles that you have to to stop because it's a vicious cycle that can be repeated. Mm-hmm. And the second season dealing with uh, Emma having to realize where home is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's also interesting that uh, both uh, big bads for both half seasons ended up being revealed as. Related to main character. Well, why is that a surprise? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, in this show. That's not a, actually a surprise. I mean, uh, this entire just structure of the of all the villains is just getting really stale and old because pretty much every major villain has had family problems. They had some mm-hmm. kind of like magical element about them, and that's why I'm hoping they don't repeat that with Elsa because pretty much every villain in Once Upon a Time has been like that. We will not have Elsa as a villain. She's going to be a misunderstood villain. They already said that in a... I'm okay with a misunderstood, but mm-hmm. she would not be the actual villain. villain. There will be somebody else being the big bad. Like See, I want to know why she's in Rumpel's like, little vault of like forbidden magic. Not forbidden, misunderstood. 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 So uh, uh, Rumpel owns like the island of misfit toys in his basement? <laughs> Absolutely. Basically. And she created that ice island. For everyone to stay. Um, I agree with Hope when she says that it's getting kind of stale. I mean, they introduce and kill off the big bad like right before the arc ends. I just think right. that getting a little. I mean, that's a. And I mean, how many curses did we have this season? We had. We had too I don't many know. curses. We had too many curses, and it's just you know essentially the first one where they went to Neverland, it's a place where time stands still. That's technically a curse as well. So we have like four curses this season. I don't know. That's that's way too many. They need yeah. to tone it down. And the reason why I wrote it in the rhyme in this Deja Vu season three of Once Upon a Time, it's because mm-hmm. it's so much resembles season one in so many ways, except that mm. it's season one was way better. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the pace, you know, to break it up. It's it's better. The pace is much better than season two. You know, you have two arcs and then the, things go pretty fast. But at the same time, I agree with what I've been said in that they can't do this again because, you know, that's that's just not going to be fair. But at the same time, the pacing is kind of their downfall as well because, like, both with Neverland and, like, Oz needed to be an entire season. It was so underdeveloped. And and there were so many points. And then with Neverland on the flip side, they gave us so many, like, filler episodes 
that we didn't get Neverland backstory. Like, you know, Peter Pan and Tinkerbell were never in a scene together. We never saw no. young Bellfire in there. We never, yeah. we still don't even know the deal that Hook made. So, like, even while the pace was better in these two half seasons, they, it just left us with underdeveloped stories. So they need to find that balance. Yeah, See, it's great really that they did, sorry, it's great oh, that they did um, two, like they made it feel like two separate seasons because they did back-to-back in the first half and back-to-back in the second half. But I do right. agree with Hope that the pacing at certain points was so fast that we we did get two storylines. However, we had a couple of new characters, and I know that you've had it as a point later, but there's like certain places that people were introduced and we got like maybe an episode, maybe not even an episode, like 10 minutes here of one character, 10 minutes there of a character. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was just too fast. Mm -hmm. so it was, definitely. Elsa, I mean, I hope with people that like Rapunzel, I think, was <laughs> Very yeah. Um, could have been any princess. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sick. <laughs> My thing is, I could have seen Neverland as a full season, and then maybe mm -hmm. Oz as another, as like season, this next upcoming season, maybe. Yeah. Because, kind of like what Hope said, I've, there was a lot of questions concerning Neverland that I had, was asking, and I'm a big fan of Peter Pan, so there are a lot of relationships, like the Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. I wanted to see them, to you know, play off each other and stuff. I wanted to see this version's right. um, relationship between Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, and that was probably the more disappointing part of it to me, mm -hmm. just because I was kind of hoping to see, see, you know, how they were together and see their back. I wanted to see their backstory, like how did right. Peter Pan yeah. know Tinkerbell? I mean, Tink says like Peter Pan trusts me, but we still don't know yeah. why. Right. I wanted to know why he trusts her. And it was, like, why they showed us, like, certain things over others. Like, they gave us the whole Medusa backstory. That Medusa thing, mm-mm. <laughs> that's and then, random. And then, like, Oz, like, we saw, like, their first day of the, of the last year, and then, like, eight months later of the last year. So did they, like, just sit there for eight months and just wait for Zelina? Like, what happened in that time? Exactly. Oh, uh, man, the timing and that's so off. I just... Yeah. So do we want like hashtag OUAT in Neverland, except not the way they handled OUAT in Wonderland? I mean, I I really hope uh, if you guys haven't read Shadow of the Queen, it's the comic book they released with like more of Graham's backstory. I, I, if they ever do that again, I hope it's the Neverland stuff because that would be a really great comic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Young Balefire in Neverland. In Neverland? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff yeah, and Carly, another thing I'm pretty... More Balefire in Neverland. His more... Mm -hmm. background, yeah. how he became involved with Peter Pan and all that. That's another thing I kind of wanted to see. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Jeff and Colleen, you've been uh, pretty quiet. Uh, you, gen <laughs> some general impressions, and I think we're kind of focusing the conversation on Neverland at the moment. Yep. So, yeah, that's fine. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I agree uh, with a number of comments that already come up. I think that we had a lot of missed opportunities with Neverland. I think we had a lot of missed opportunities with Oz. I was very interested in seeing both a lot deeper to see young Bay on Everland to see more of how the water came about. The, the Island changed from the old scenes with Liam and Killian. It looked, it looked beautiful. It looked, right. the, the sun was out and all that. What happened basically to that Island? Why was it so dark all the time? One and of the, then, oh, sorry. Go ahead. One of the best theories I read about the time in Neverland is that, that it's all just one full day. So, like, mm -hmm. when Liam and Killian get there, it's, like, still at the beginning of that one full day. And by the time our heroes get there, it's, like, getting towards midnight. And that's just the time slowly running out over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. But didn't they say they'd been there one week at one point? 
probably what felt like a week. Yeah, it, uh, time. It doesn't have to matter. What's plot? What's time? <laughs> Timelines, people. Time. I need, feel like I need a giant whiteboard well, the, to go you know, through. Well, Regina did wear that power suit throughout the entire. Yeah. What was it? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I interrupted them. You're good. Well, I I wanted to hear more about the main shadow, the Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. shadow. Yeah. Where, where, what happened there? Was there one before? Was it like the protector of the island? I wanted to know about the, the sands of time thing. I mean, there was a lot of really interesting pieces that we never really dug into. And then switching over to Oz, pretty much the same thing. I, I wanted to see more of the town, the inner workings. Right. What, we saw the guards, we saw the room, but we didn't really see much else. There's a lot there, and I, I think if the producers really kind of tap into social media, they will see a lot of people are very, very interested in that. And I'm telling you, if you make a show that people are interested in seeing, you really can't lose. So, uh, you know, I, I, overall, I love season three much better than season two. And I'm taking off. Do you have any thoughts, Colleen? Yeah, actually, just real quick. <laughs> You know, just kind of throw it out there. Um, I agree with you. Season three was infinitely better than season two, in my opinion. But then season two for me was just the darkest year that ever was. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of season two. Um, but what I what I'm I'm kind of curious about is why do we assume that they're not going to go back and visit those things right. at some point in time in the future? I mean, we're assuming because Elsa's coming. Well, we're done with those things. Mm-hmm. They've come back and visited other things you know, later on in the season. So there's right. nothing that says they can't come back and visit it. Now, the likelihood that they will, I don't know, because again, how does that fit in with the new storylines? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But no, I, I enjoyed both. Um, both has, I agree that it was very much like two separate seasons mm-hmm. and both of the finales could have easily been season finales. I mean, mm-hmm. it was really, it was really well done. And I, I, I liked what Michael said about how they were very parallel, um, Storylines, yep. yep. when you think about it, and you know, the first one being Sins of the Father, I think the second one was actually Sins of the Mother. That's what I was Look saying. at it, it was all about Cora yeah. and how she was really just a. Yeah, I don't yes. like Cora much either, by the way. Just in case y'all don't know that, I'm not a big fan of Cora. I love hating her. Ugh. Yes. She's icky. No, but I, I do think we're going back to Neverland just because there's so much backstory still with Tinkerbell in Neverland and Hook. So they could, even if it's just like on the Jolly Roger and just going back to them on the boat, which would be easier kind of to shoot. But I do think we're going back at some point to get like, their story, what they did in Neverland. Right. But Hook doesn't even have the Jolly Roger anymore. Because they're probably not going to ship that big ship that ship. thing back. They're not going to ship the ship back. <laughs> the Jolly Roger is his hammer, and if you know Dr. Horrible's single-on blog, you catch my reference. Yes. yes. And Tinkerbell is still around, by the way. So uh, no, she, she's on iZombie. Like she was so She's on what? She's on iZombie now. Yeah. Oh. Well, Andrews I meant the character's still around. So. Right. I could see the whole um, past thing in Neverland happening. Um, probably because I can see them wanting to use Robbie K more because he yes. was such a fan yes. favorite as Peter Pan. Oh yeah, trying to find any yeah. sort of way possible to bring him back. And since he's technically dead, mm-hmm. um, they can only do flashbacks. They can only yeah. do flashbacks. So I can see. I wouldn't mind going to see Neverland, past Neverland, just to see Peter Pan again because I thought that kid was an awesome actor. Right. <laughs> you know, um, 
I wouldn't mind seeing him again. So I can actually, both, both of their villains were amazing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lena was hoping you're not going to explain it in like a ten, in like in a five-minute dialogue or something. Like no, 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 no. I don't mean we the character. I'm referring to the actors that played oh, the yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have been doing certain things. They have been uh, basically given a five-minute kind of a quick catch-up, and then that explains everything. And so I'm hoping they're not going to do that with certain things that we really would like to see. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, they had a major problem with, like, telling their way through stuff instead of showing us. Right. And, like, that was a huge oh, – what, what couple was it? There's one couple that was just like, why is this happening? Oh, it was Robin and Regina. Um, they like the whole outlaw queen thing. It it just, just kind of happened, but we didn't actually really get to see it. And right. that's why Skin Deep was so effective because we got to watch them fall in love. While Robin and Gina was like, "Well, let's just stick them together." And now they're making out. <laughs> and then there's oh, the Marion thing. Oh, and yeah, the Marion thing. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. god. Don't get me started on that. I'll go on around. Oh my god. <laughs> I am still upset about that one. Seriously. The, the entire time, I was just like looking at Emma and just, oh, what did I call her? Marty McPhail. The entire episode. <laughs> Actually, I was taking a note from Bill and Anne Marie's book and saying, stupid, stupid Emma. Nice. <laughs> and I like Robin Hood, and I wouldn't mind Robin Hood and Marion being together because it's canon and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was really rooting. I'm really rooting for Robin and Regina now. So the fact that Marion was brought back when she wasn't supposed to made me scream at the TV for a good ten minutes. See, like the and they could have done so much more with Robin Hood. Like I've seen a lot of great theories that like he was actually being controlled by Zelina because he would just like stalkerly pop up in places like in the woods where Regina was. Yeah. And so there was all these great theories that like he didn't want to work for Zelina, but like maybe he she had Roland, and that would have been a really interesting story because then I think Regina would really feel for him. Like your son's being captured and controlled. I want to help you. And that would have been a much better love story for them. I See, and I think that's what the biggest upset is for me. It's not necessarily that Outlaw Queen is kind of being broken up by this right now, but also Regina now not being able to mother Roland. Like, because Marion is back, and clearly she's Roland's mother. And yeah. so that whole relationship, like her having Robin, her having Roland, just all of that together is now blown out the water. And I was so upset about that. Mm -hmm. You know, on, the, they, oh, on the same token, though, it, it's almost like Henry, Emma, and Regina, though. It is. It's another and version of Henry. Henry I'm, and, I'm Henry hoping and Regina, that Regina has learned from the all the time of having to kind of face these issues is that she can kind of get it and, and, and flow with all that. So anyway, somebody pointed out once, um, I can't remember where it was, but when Marion was there and... Um, Emma and Regina were talking. She's like, I'm really sorry to know. And Regina kind of basically called her out on bringing her back. They weren't playing the evil queen music. Right. So, I mean, normally that would have been the thing you would have said, oh, she's going to go back to being the evil queen. But I don't know if she will. And, and, I, and honestly, I think that they did kind of show us over a number of episodes the two of them falling in love. Granted, it wasn't to the same extent, like you mentioned, of Skin Deep. But I think they did show it because it was that playful banter. It was that, you know, fiery exchange between the two of them every time they were together and the flirtatious and how it gradually over time became more flirtatious until she, you know, gave into that whole realizing that Tink was right. Right. 
You know, one thing I did like about, uh, you know, them bringing Maid Marian back, because I, I, I was a big fan of the whole Outlaw Queen thing, yes. too. But if nothing else, I thought it was really good that they showed that it, 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 as cleanly as everything wrapped up in the finale, mm-hmm. you, you still can't travel through time without... You Something know, big happening. Yeah, you're paying a cost for it, especially if you get, uh, you know, kind of cocky like Emma did, and she was like, "Oh, I can save this person. It won't be any big deal." Yeah. Uh, no, no, you just uh, messed with Steps the. That's on the butterfly. <laughs> and I kind of see Emma as um, Snow White now, because you know how in the beginning, um, Regina blames Snow White for ruining her life because she essentially you're killed da- like Daniel. Your mother. Well, now yeah. she's yeah. as. Now she sees it as, you know, well, Emma took Robin away from me and Roland away from me, so now she ruined my life, like, just like her mother did. Mm-hmm. She's basically following in her mother's footsteps. So like, I'm kind of predi- interested to see how that's going to play out. Prediction right now, first five minutes of uh, season four, we find out that she's, like, she's annoyed about it, but she's still pretty cool with Emma and everything. She, like, she's going to get was... all her season two crying out in the first five minutes of season four, and she's not going to cry anymore. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so when I kind of took an turn to Selena Weinberg, Colleen, and I've heard a lot of that. I've heard a lot of theories that she's not going to go back to Evil Queen because that will basically undo everything that has happened between season two and season three, and establishing right. oh, yeah. Regina is. Season two doesn't really count. She was flip flopping a lot. No, like you, you had to get through season two though to get her in season three. Because like, think about any tragedy that's ever happened in your personal life. You have to go through that grief and that struggle to be be that stronger person. And if we didn't have that in season two, we would not have had the non evil queen Regina of season three. I agree. I agree agree with Hope. It's it's just I I I did find that like the relationship started a bit quicker than most of the other ones we've seen. I mean, like, um, Snow and Charming, they struggled quite a lot during, like, the first season. They took, like, a whole season to get together. And then, like, Hook and Emma, they took, like, a season and a half to get together. So, and and this was, like, maybe, like, six episodes where they actually liked each other. So, I was, like, constantly thinking, this is so gonna backfire at some point during this season. And I, like, I immediately knew that there's gonna be some twists in the finale, because it was just, like, they were just too happy from like the first second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. doomed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's of course where they the... can't let everything. Sorry, go ahead. That's where the sped up timeline comes in. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, they can't let every. They, they cannot let the happiness, you know, linger for too long because then that would just be boring. There'd be no, there'd be no show. Yeah. Yeah, you, well, you can't have a show it, without drama. Well, they should have a show without drama and have a show about actually really well-developed plot points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come shows. on. No, this is becoming a soap opera. It's following the exact formula of a soap opera. You have, like, the, the bride that comes in the last minute of the wedding, and the little kid goes, Mommy! And, like, that's, like, their next season. Like, it's the exact formula of a soap opera. So if they're either going to embrace the camp and go that route, they need to. If they're actually going to make a good show with well-developed characters that we know they can do because they did in season one they need to do it i just kind of hope she doesn't turn into zelina because to me zelina kind of whined the whole third Zelina is hands down the worst villain she's the mary sue a villain okay real quick i'm gonna take it down the line on a scale of uh one to ten uh magical necklaces how much did you like zelina okay other Anne marie three Three. Okay, uh, Amy. Two. Bobby. Uh, four. Christine. 
The character for the actress maybe seven. <laughs> oh. What well, what was the number again? Ten. One to ten. Minus ten, ten for the actress. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Colleen. Go. Uh, four. No, see, I, I oh, actually li- no, I liked Zelina. I okay. thought Zelina was interesting. Okay. Zelina was, uh, she had her points. She was whiny, so I would give her a seven. The actress is a ten for sure, yes. but mm-hmm. the character herself, she was a seven because she was just vicious enough, but then she was whiny. She was like so a mob boss. She down. had somebody else do her dirty oh, work, and yeah. she never really did anything. So <laughs> she there's controlled. that. Right. Exactly. Right. I thought yeah, like, John the- Collins to Regina's. Uh, What's her name? Linda Evans. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Martine, uh, one to ten on Zelina. Six, but mainly just because I I really love that they for once had like the sisterly dynamic, which is mm. so typical of fairy tales. So that was kind of nice. But mm-hmm. yeah. Six. And uh, finally, Michael, uh, one to ten, and why? Yeah. Um, I'd say probably five. I love Rebecca Mater, but I honestly felt like the whole Green with Envy thing is kind oh. of a two-dimensional motivation. Yeah. The, the worst part about the Wicked Witch was the marketing. Yes! <laughs> yes. Uh, the marketing I talked about I, oh, like, we could have, like, an entire episode about ABC marketing. <laughs> because, like, we, we started, like, last season with a terrible promotional pick that looked like they were done in a Kmart in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Hashtag save Henry. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trust, Hashtag kill Henry. ABC marketing. Ever since I watched Lost, they uh-huh. always have the most, like, misleading advertisements for the next episode. It's like, next episode, this secret will be revealed. And then they, happened, <laughs> and they would allude to that. They would, somebody would refer to it, and then mm. that would be it. I so, find. Yeah. I, I still I hate just how they spoiled the whole Frankenstein twist in the promo. Dude, right. Dave Anders was no. so pissed off about that. <laughs> <laughs> Livid. My thing is, anything we're wants talking about last now. Okay. Like anything that was done marketing wise, I have stayed away from it so badly because I heard about how bad the marketing can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the problem is as well is that the spoilers up here in Canada, they basically you get like a ten minute preview of the entire episode. And I don't wow. want to watch any of that. So I every time anything comes on on once upon a time on any break, I mute mm-hmm. it and walk away because as like I so I missed out on most of the wicked is coming. Just because I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, right. see, we actually, uh, for the episodes and stuff, we track down the Canadian promos because yes. they show more stuff. Usually. <laughs> usually, not always. The season finale promo, the U.S. one was much better. You know someone we, we none of us have really talked about too much mm-hmm. is Rumple. Rumple had a really crazy season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, they pretty full season. so mad at the end. <laughs> The entire, oh. You know that moment from like Elf when like he realizes that Santa's not really Santa and he's like you're sitting on a throne of lies. Like that was me during his entire wedding scene, and he's like oh, yeah. saying like he's like he's saying his vows to Belle, and the entire time I'm like she's just going to slap you so hard and leave you when she finds out what you did. I was actually yeah. thinking more of the scene from Legally Blonde where she's watching that soap opera or something like that and on the TV she goes, I love you, I love you. And, she was like, Fire! <laughs> and that whole scene was just in my head that whole time going I can't enjoy, I would I wanted to enjoy the wedding but I couldn't because of the whole dagger thing. But that actually yeah, made it interesting because we knew that as the audience. 
Yeah, but it still it ruined it for me. I was like, I don't want to see them get married now because I know it's based on a big fat lie. Right. <laughs> but the thing yeah. that made me so upset about that was the fact that I think that Belle is so cool with Rumple that if he had been like, hey, I need you to be my alibi because I'm going to kill the Wicked Witch, she probably would have been be like, like, yeah, cool. Eh, I don't yeah. like crime, but okay. Yeah. Where Rumple had a crazy season, Belle had an underwhelming season. Agreed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, even even Justin Neverland as the fake shadow. Yeah. Oh, the fake yeah. shadow was horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh fake Bell was bad. But I, I, I find like, the, the thing that's most annoying about Belle is just how she's so forgiving when it comes to Rumpel, yes. but then she's holding like a crazy grudge against yes. like Regina and Hook, yes. and it's just yeah. annoying. Like I understand if she's like naive and if she actually. Is just like a good person and sees the good in everyone, but she doesn't. It's just she's yeah. crazy, stupid when it comes to Rumpel. It's totally right. cool if you like tortured the sky Robin Hood in your dungeon. You gave me a library. Thanks. Love makes yeah. blind. Maybe. No. Somewhere a million. She's supposed to be like a That's not blind. That's like stabbing her in the eyes. But but Adam and Eddie kept saying that Adam and Eddie kept saying that Belle could look into a person and see their true self. Right? Okay. Yeah. Is it along the same lines of Emma's superpower, or well, is it actually real? It works sometimes. It doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I mean like, Superman out. has x-ray vision and can see in buildings. That doesn't count. All right. <laughs> but there has to be a limit, though. Like, there's, like it's, it's good that she can see the good inside people, but she has to hold him accountable, too, and she's not. Right, right. Yes. Because he's not going to change. Nope. Something very interesting when she does the wording on uh, saying, like, I love you with your darkness, not despite your darkness, or even though you have this darkness. I love you, all of you, even your darkness. And I mm-hmm. think that's a very interesting wording. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like, I love your darkness, too. What? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's weird. Have you, have you guys ever read those fan? Oh, sorry. That's fine. Go on. <laughs> I was say, have you guys ever read those fan fictions or like any story of like it's kind of like kind of like Twilight where you have like the big bad boy and the girl is like I can see through your goodness forever like that is battle. But I mean, she should be consistent. What? She should be consistent and kind of be give like the same opportunities to other people and not just to your love interest. It's just well, you need that's all kind of in character for Belle, though, because, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is, you know, a romantic retelling of Stockholm Syndrome, basically. <laughs> I will never look at Beauty and the Beast the same again. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess that was, that was at least what Zelina tried with Wumpel as well, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and remember, too, Belle had her lacy period even though it was, right. you know, not something she did of her own, she kind of had that lacy moment where she liked the bad, the right. badder the better. So maybe that's a carryover, and that's where she's like, yeah, I can still go with that a little bit. Yeah, the badness was something she was looking for, not looking past. Right, <laughs> right. Because you know, we are both. We are both. But I'm wondering how she's going to deal with the fact that he lied to her. And that she does not have the real dagger. I just hope that she... is not darkness towards others. That is plain lying towards her. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's I... the question: Will she ever find it out? 
I, if she yeah. does find out, I hope she finds out soon and they don't like drag it out for like a whole season because that'll annoy me more. Yeah. I just hope they maybe, you know, maybe she'll find, maybe not find out in the first episode, like the season premiere, but not drag it out to where it's like the season finale, the last five minutes is like, oh, wait. Kind of like Stanley's uh, potion to remember stuff, kind of like that. Oh, Sorry. Maybe it'll be something like um, like Bill doesn't want to use the dagger on against him, but he's just doing something so terrible that it forces her hand and she tries yeah. to, use, to use the dagger and realizes it. That'd be good because then she'd have one struggle and then like this completely huge betrayal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's either that or he is going to be in a position that he can't help himself using magic in front of her while she didn't request it. I can also see it happening as she finds out about the dagger, but doesn't tell Rumple that she knows. Like well, what, she are the, what are the actual rules of the dagger? What are actually the rules of Once Upon a Time? Very so, is it that they, like, if you have the dagger, then that means if the Dark One tries to do something you don't want them to do, you can just say, don't do that, and they yeah. have to stop it? Or is it that the Dark One can't do anything unless you no. tell them to? See, I don't understand exactly how it works. I think it's but just they, that they can make them do something or stop them from doing something. Mm-hmm. They can, Because there were times he was acting on his own, even when Zelina had it, and right. then she realized and she was like, nope. Yeah, I th- I think he can have free will until okay, someone uses it. I was under the impression, yeah, but I was then, under the impression when, that he couldn't do anything. But then if you look at the scene where he goes back to the sheriff's office and is like, I didn't care, and then it's like, oh, Bell would have certainly curbed any homicidal tendencies of right. mine, which yeah, means that kind of- because the dagger was in her position, Right. Her general will is don't kill Zelina, and therefore he would not be able to kill Zelina without her explicitly saying don't kill Zelina. Right. That's that's mm. the way I understood it. Well, and really, we also know that he's lying that entire scene. Well, remember he had the dagger, so right. She. No, I'm saying like in a hypothetical. Never right. mind. Uh, but I mean, we know that he was lying that entire scene, so like that is a very valid point, and it could actually be true, but until we actually see it proven, we don't actually know. I mean, they really need to take a moment to actually set up... That, that was a big problem this entire season, that yes. they never set up any rules for anything, and they just did whatever they want, and they just went, well, because it's magic, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, a big thing was having non-consistent heart rules. I mean, that's... Oh. Yes. Oh for Jesus out of me. It was like, can you set some rules for the heart, please? Like, um, how does this exactly work? Exactly? Now, that's interesting, because if something, since they're sharing the same heart, if one of them dies, does the other die? Yes, I would say so. Oh, it's, uh, it's Alice's wish all over again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if, if, if you have, like, a fatty deposit in the heart, can you actually split it up into, like, four different pieces <laughs> and put it into four different bodies? I, I don't even know what to do. No. They don't have fat hearts. No. <laughs> no. Those <laughs> the hearts. They're really, okay. really rather shiny and clean. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I'd like a nice uh, uh, fabricated prop heart from the show, though. That'd be oh, yeah? like a nightlight. I, I have a buddy. I can make one for you. Creepy. There we go. Interesting. Okay, so we we got a bunch of uh, new fairy tale characters this season. Yes. Uh, we've already talked about them a little bit. Uh, some, some of them. Some will love, some not. Let's uh, go ahead and start with probably the biggest one of the season, uh, outside of like someone being introduced as a villain, Ariel. We got. Yeah. I, I, I well, thought... we got her, and we've already lost her. 
She's yeah, on an basically, island. Basically. Yeah. But what did everyone think of Ariel overall? I mean, since we've pretty much got her whole arc now. Yeah. I kind of thought she was a disappointment. Do you? I thought the actress did a really good job of portraying her. Del reloaded. Yeah. That was that was the romance, not the outlaw star, or the outlaw star, that's an anime. That's uh, not the outlaw queen ship. That was the example I was trying to think of earlier where they told us, oh, look, we're so in love, but we didn't actually see them fall in love. Right. It was, which is sad because Gil McKinney is hot and he's like really great. And I, I like, I've met him. And he's a really great actor and he's so smart and intelligent. And Prince Eric was just terrible. Yeah, he was in it. They didn't a, give it a chance. He was in it no. Enchanticon, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was really handsome, and his costumes do him no justice. <laughs> <laughs> the Geico commercial of him in the rain does him full justice. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, they had a lot of potential with Ariel, and they kind of just wasted it with her just coming up saying, "Hi, I'm Ariel. Let's save Snow White, and then go yeah. live on an island with Prince Eric," and that was it. Well, and even her. when she first came back and met Prince Eric when he was in Storybrooke, I thought that was a wasted moment. Mm-hmm. Because well, that could have been so much more than just, I found you, and they kiss, and they go away, and that's it. It could have been so much more than that. But her with Belle was excellent. Yeah, her and Belle yes. were awesome. Except wanna... for she was Ruby 2.0. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, see, I, I was, I really liked Ariel. I, I thought she was a really interesting character. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in, like, um, uh, I, like the whole underwater kingdom I, as an idea. I think that would be a really fun idea for like a season to go to and like see all the monsters and villains and heroes from there. I mean, I guess Real underwater world that would be like that would require a huge special effects budget that they might not necessarily have. But, or that they blew on Wonderland. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm in under the sea kind of thing. Right, and I think, see, I'm really curious about, like, the whole Ursula mythology, because she doesn't really seem to be a villain like she was in the Mm -hmm. Disney movie. She seems Mm -hmm. to be, like, I don't know, maybe not necessarily good, but not necessarily bad. Like a guardian. I think she was a goddess. Yeah, yeah, and so I want to know more about the the mythology of the ocean and and that whole world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I kind of felt like it, she was a little bit of a wasted, op- well, not necessarily wasted, but a missed opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. kind of felt like the fact that she was a mermaid wasn't necessarily like didn't wasn't necessarily important enough. It just felt like she was a random character who just happened to be mm-hmm. a mermaid. It, it did kind of come into play on the plot though, with her being able to travel between realms and everything, right. though. That's especially with the protective spell up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and if nothing else, that that initial uh, my voice is cracking so much tonight. I don't know why. I think it's because he's a teenage boy. It's okay. I, I was sitting by a fire for <laughs> a big five hours. Of the afternoon. Yeah. I know, but if nothing else, the the initial episode was pretty good. Uh, you know, bad Ursula from the movie impressions from Atlanta. <laughs> oh, that side. was so much great. That was so great. <laughs> See, I think it was way too much. It, 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 yeah, was, it was camp on purpose. And it Lana wanted to do it so bad. Like, that was something she good. talked about at Comic-Con last year, is how bad she wanted to be Ursula and to camp that up. And she got to. <laughs> I thought she sounded like Sebastian when she talked, though. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. I'm like, why does she sound like Sebastian? <laughs> Ariel. Ariel. See, I think with Ariel, the missed opportunity that I see is that now you lose a character that can actually go between worlds that could right. be a messenger if yes. people end up in different places. Jefferson! Is, I, I love... <laughs> the, that room, maybe? Anyone? 
but I also um, love the fact that she was so new to so many of these things that you get all these fun lines, like, you know, her not being afraid of a gun because she's like, not, not just because I don't know what it is, you know, but you get, like, a new perspective of certain things that the other characters are so familiar with already. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, there's nothing that says they can't bring her back in the next season right, or yeah. a season after that. I mean, I'm hoping they do. Mm-hmm. And we do oh, know she can travel between realms. She tries to bring them with her, though. Exactly, and the only way you can summon her is through the shell, right? So, I mean, it's not like yeah. they can't do it. It's not Which like she's lost forever. They can find her, so. And and they proved in Shadow of the Queen that you can turn characters with legs into mermaids to be underwater, and so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Snow, Snow, Graham, and Ruby all got turned into mermaids for a short amount of time. Nice. Hmm. Well, I, oh, go ahead. I think one of the things that we're alluding to is that they're actually, as much as we like the whole arc of a season, they're actually, and and we enjoy the half season thing, the 3A, 3B, is that they're shooting themselves in the foot because they can't really tell a full story like we would want them to and like they can. You know, I, I think they should tell a story and just continue on. We can have two different storylines, just weave for two, three, four seasons. Because mm-hmm. I think if they finish a story, I think that will be the, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. Instead of, that's a finale, we're going to tie it all up. Uh, so anyway. here's, here's a point to bring up. Sorry, here's a point to bring up. Uh, they kind of already did finish the Snow White story. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, right. so if we allow them to just go ahead and finish the story, then what's the point of having those things on? No, I'm talking about Ariel. No, 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 I know what you're yeah. saying. I'm just saying in terms of they're not going to finish any story because we're going to go beyond what we know the story to be. That's what they've, you know, they've been doing all along. They're thinking outside the box. So while we're expecting the story to finish and, you know, and yes, there are points I would say we definitely want to see and we want to, you know, bring more of um, Neverland. We want to bring more of Oz into this. There's nothing that says they can't go back to it. And, it's okay that they haven't finished it. Yeah, it's frustrating, but maybe they will come back to those things later because it'll come into play. I hope. See, I more just want more of the stories that they've already set up. Like, you know, I, you guys, I know Aunt Bill and Aunt Marie know, but I, I absolutely love Dr. Whale. And so, like, everything I, I that they were... No. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so all <laughs> those stories Whale? that were set up. And, like, all, like, the biggest thing for me was, like, the world's in Jefferson's hat. Like, there is so yes. much that they could explore mm-hmm. there. And then everything with, like, minor characters, like... I still wonder why Archie was working for the Dark One. Like, how did that happen? Like, there's, yeah. they already have this, like, great, and this was a big beef of mine this entire season, is the lack of use of all these minor characters that you already have. Like, why bring in these major characters? Like, why bring in a Rapunzel who could have been any princess when they could have gone to, like, rescue a fan favorite that's already in their show? Like, go use those people who have great stories that you already set up potential for, but now you're losing them all to other shows. We lost Megan O'Ree, David Anders, Rose MacGyver. All three of them were have been taken to other shows. Right. Yeah, but and, Megan O'Ree can come back because she her show got canceled. Yeah, but that was the problem in the first half of the season. In the last half yeah. of season two, they made her yeah. a regular, yeah. and then they didn't use her, and then they lost her. Right. Like, and, that was the biggest thing is they made her a season regular, and then they just stopped using her. Yeah. Okay, that's why I found, I found the finale quite interesting in that point because they brought all these minor characters that we haven't seen for episodes. They all yeah, brought it back in the finale. Yeah. yeah. yeah but and, I actually have a question, though, because what I felt is that the episode prior to the finale, so the third last episode, I guess, mm-hmm. I felt that that was more of like the season finale, while the finale, they could have shown that 
and it was great. I loved the episode. But they could have shown it like in the middle of the summer as like a big promo setup for the next season, basically. Oh, that would have been cool. Go, here you go. The next season is coming. We're giving the fans the show something new because I didn't feel like that was the finale of 3B, basically. But we'd have had to wait for the baby name. <laughs> no, it's Lucky Charms. It's kind of like no the last scene in um, season three, episode eleven, where mm-hmm. Hook knocks on the door and then he's like, "Oh my God, you gotta get back. There's something wrong with your parents." And mm-hmm. we're like, "Okay, now we gotta wait three months." It's kind of right. like the same thing happening here. Mm-hmm. I think um, they just wanna leave on the on a cliffhanger or something. But yeah, I agree that it definitely. Yeah, they they left on a cliffhanger the third last episode already when they killed off or when they basically opened that portal. That was a cliffhanger in itself. So right, they right. left on a cliffhanger on that one and they left on the cliffhanger on the finale. Right. And the if finale you think about itself, it, yeah. yeah, sorry. If you think about it, the entire third season, sort of Emma's emotional arc is that in the first few seasons, she's like, oh, Pan's like, oh, you're not going to find the, the road to the to the camp if you don't admit that you're a lost girl. So basically she starts in the third episode or whatever, she admits she's a lost girl. And then this continues on throughout the entire season. It's like, oh, I want to go back to New York. I want to go back to New York. And then right at the end. So if they didn't sort of tie that up and say, oh, finally, I accepted that a storybook is my real home and I want to stay here. I mean, that would kind of leave it unfinished because the way I see it, yes, they're two different stories, but the common theme is is this arc that's been going on forever because, you know, uh, OUAT is so action-based sometimes that the mm-hmm. characters don't really get to develop enough. And then Emma as a main character, you know, you want to see that she's shown some progress as well. And I think that's all ABC is doing. Um, this is completely unrelated to anything anyone's been talking about. Did did anyone ha- have an idea about why Zelina turned into porcelain when Rumpel stabbed her? Well, it happened to Henry uh, yep, in Rumpel's Henry dream, thing. so but maybe it it's dream. something. Mm-hmm. If it's like a thing that Rumpel can do, and I mean, if it's more satisfying to watch them break into pieces than bleed out, and it's also on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. with kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Zelina's dead. It was software that you they know. just got. Nope. Like, what I was going to say about the Ursula stuff, though, something okay. kind of funny happened during the um, finale with me. Um, at the end, my mom came into the room after watching it because I didn't know she. My, my parents were watching it in another room and stuff. Mm-hmm. She came in after um, Elsa showed up, and she goes, is that Ursula? And I went, oh. Mom. <laughs> I said, Mom, your favorite movie of the year, and you say that's Ursula. I made her go back and watch the last five minutes. I go, who do you think that is? And she went, oh, never mind. <laughs> it was, I just thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> that she automatically think that was Ursula. And I'm like, really? It does not look like anything like Ursula. So I just thought that was kind of a funny thing that happened. I like it. Okay, uh, let's see here. I actually uh, thought it was Ursula, too, when they started it off, and it looked all watery, and then it was all she was all standing up, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. There's something we haven't talked about that happened at the very, very, very beginning of season three was the home office reveal. Oh, oh. that was really weak. Oh, and the fact that the uh, charmings, oh. or not the charmings, the darlings just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, I like the theory that the darlings were the home office. That was one of the theories I heard, and I kind of like that theory that the darlings were the ones that started the home office after Neil disappeared. Yeah. That was the one of the theories I heard, and I kind of wish that one was what happened because mm-hmm. that would have been. Probably the Better. best way to go instead of saying, "Oh, never mind, that was Peter Pan." 
Right. Yeah. I, I was yeah. hoping it was going to be revealed to be literally Disney. Mickey <laughs> <laughs> Mouse comes out of the book first. Oh, my gosh. That would be an amazing plot twist if the whole villain for the entire show was it's Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Or <laughs> Walt Disney. Yeah, they like, unprotected Walt Disney now. Well, I think I, 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 Bobby, you might have even submitted this to us, but they were talking and they said they filmed an alternate ending to the finale that involved the Sorcerer's Apprentice hat. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. I missed that part. I, read, yeah. I just knew that, like, none of the cast knew about Elsa. Mm. Like, they told, they yes. told no one. They filmed uh, it. And they had an alternate ending as well if they couldn't get that uh, right. plot line going. Oh, what were you saying, Bobby? I was just repeating what you said, that they had filmed a completely different ending with what they said was a, a another Disney totem. Because the beginning of that episode began with uh, Mickey. It was a little girl at the orphanage holding mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Very true. Right. He is the villain. <laughs> the, That's the whole thing I'm saying. Or Oswald. <laughs> yes. I want to see in like the very last season like a cabal of villains and so it's like all of them come back like Korra and Jafar and Pan and all oh. of them and they have to stop all of them to get their true happiness I just think that'd be great the, the, and Once the world explodes time. into a hidden Mickey <laughs> <laughs> Once Upon a Time Sinister Six yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here okay let's uh, go down the line real quick and just you know a line Favorite moment from the series, and I'm going to talk for a minute because I know I'm springing this on you guys and you probably haven't had time to think about it, so you need some time to think about it. And I think that's about enough time. I think you've time. talked about it time Yeah, enough. so Anne-Marie, favorite moment from the season? Uh, okay, when um, Regina was working with the others on, on the island and when she basically went, okay, that's it, it's enough, nobody's doing anything, and she stomps off on her own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that led to some good stuff, too, especially with, like, Tank and mm-hmm. everything. Okay, Amy, uh, favorite moment? I kind of have two. Go ahead. Um, Make it happen. I wasn't really a Captain Swan, Neil shipper <laughs> with your shipping wars and all that kind of stuff, but the fact that they're actually canon now kind of makes me happy, even though Neil's dead. Um, the second <laughs> one was the fact that... Um, Emma made a um, Back to the Future reference because I'm I I love Back to the Future. It was it's one of my favorite movies. So the fact that she made a Marty McFly reference made my day. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm personally of the opinion that uh, Back to the Future one is tied with Shaun of the Dead as the most perfectly constructed movie ever made. I will agree with you. <laughs> okay, Bobby, favorite moment from season three. Uh, I know everyone hated it, but I liked when uh, David was teaching Henry how to drive. That was so great. I loved it, Bobby. (laughs) Nice. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Christine, uh, favorite moment? Um, I would have to say um, when Regina finally found um, happiness with Robin Hood. I know that was not very well thought out, but, you know, she's been through so much, and she's been really trying very hard. So I was very happy for her when she was actually able to to uh, go into that true love phase that everyone else has had, and she's always only had Henry, you know. So yeah, it was very kind of the creators to give her about what three and a half minutes of happiness uh, before ripping it away again. But then they took it away, so now I don't know how I feel about it. So you know. <laughs> okay, Hope, uh, favorite moment from season three. 
I mean, honestly, I look at them as two separate seasons, so I have, like, favorite parts of both seasons, or, or both of them. Um, for Neverland, it was definitely, I, I love the development of the whole Davy Jones, like, David and Killian, like, kind of friendship, only because I, I griped through most of season two that David had no guy friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, in all the promo pics was always Josh Dallas with the women, and I was just like, where are all the guys? Um, I really like their friendship and their dynamic, and I, I want to see more of that. And then for second half, I just loved everything about New York City Serenade. It was a good setup for Oz that they did not live up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that episode but, by itself was a really great episode. Yeah, New York City Serenade was probably, besides the the two-part finale, was probably the best episode of the half season, mm-hmm. that, that whole section, definitely. Yep. Okay, uh, Jeff and Colleen, your favorite uh, moment, uh, moments since you're two people, I think. I, I'm, I'm an emotional sap, so I, I love the end of the Regina Redemption uh, arc when, in Bleeding Through, she said she was sorry to almost everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I thought it's powerful for an evil queen to actually own up, and um, so that's that was mine. Mine, I have two. My first was every scene that Hook was in. Yes, <laughs> because I mean, <laughs> Hook is yeah, I yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And then the other one had to be um, for me when uh, Regina let go and went and just planted a big one on Robin the first time. That was awesome. Yes. Uh, can I choose another favorite moment? Oh, yes. sure. Throw it in yes. there. Okay. So um, my other favorite moment would be when Regina and Snow had that talk in the seance episode, which I really did not mm-hmm. like, but I like that scene where, yeah. where they were all laying it out on the table and say, yeah, I kind of killed your mom. Yeah. But she kind of killed your mom. So it's, it's, it's a quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, oh, I, I really like that exchange and um, how far they've come since the beginning of the series. Right. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of great scenes. Bobby's moment, so Bobby yeah. said that your uh, favorite moment was the driving scene or the Henry teaching that Henry's being taught how to drive. The fun part in that one is when he bumped into the post box. Because they filmed this in Vancouver, they actually had to bring up like a, a U.S. mailbox because the mailboxes up here in Canada don't look like that at all, <laughs> which I thought was just hilarious. Nice. Okay, uh, Martine, your favorite moment from season three. Oh, definitely the scene where um, Emma and Hook were in Granny's Cafe alone. That was just, <laughs> it was just really beautifully shot. Like The color looked so nice. And mm. it was just... I don't know, just like them having like being alone, but I also as like a whole episode, I prefer I probably prefer like good form, like like Hope said, like the bonding between David and Hook was really nice, especially because it had such parallels to Hook's past, so that was really nice as well as like him opening up to Emma about his brother's death. Mm-hmm. That was also really good. I don't. I don't think that Emma and Hook personally have much chemistry. I totally think David and Killian have way more chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a total fangirl. David nice. Jones. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and uh, finally, Michael, your favorite moment from season three. Uh. <laughs> do you have a favorite moment? <laughs> you had to think about that. I do. It's it's it's. Did not, you like the part where it ended? The, it's probably not one of the most favorite moments. A lot of I know a lot of people don't like this moment, but um, the origin of or not not the origin, but the revelation of exactly who Peter Pan is. I love that. Uh, I just like, thought oh. that he, he was uh, 
he was a, he was such a great villain, and that's just the combination of his character traits, the ruthlessness, the playfulness, and then that that origin. I felt like it. I don't know the moment when you found out who he was, like when Malcolm, crazy, irresponsible, horrible father Malcolm, transforms into Peter Pan, and just the look that Robbie K's on his face, that kind of like crazed yet ecstatic look on his face, like. And yet he's still crying. Yes. <laughs> just that was so creepy, and I've just physically, literally shivered when I saw that, and I was like, wow, that is so effective. So, yeah, it, Pan, Pan was such a great villain overall. Yeah. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he might True. be my favorite villain of the series. Yeah. I kind of think we will see more from him in the future. Like, we'll see him, like, win an Academy Award or something like that because that I think actor, he's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Does, does the panel generally, generally agree that you, we all like Neverland more than Oz, or is there... Oh, yes, definitely. Neverland. Yes. No. Neverland, yep. yep. Yes. Does anyone oh. not agree? Me! Oh, you, you... I hated Neverland. Really? <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I liked Oz, too. I just I think I didn't Oz do enough of it. Yeah. Mm. Like, I liked Robbie Kay. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. That's about where my Neverland love was. And, and I think about it too. For Neverland, it, for Neverland, it wasn't so much that I hated Neverland. I just hated the fact that it was so dark. And I really <laughs> dislike shows when it gets really I think, dark. I, think, really I thought it was boring. I think there's an actually a logical explanation for that. Um, the whole idea that Neverland was um, a, a place that has no time, so there yeah. shouldn't really be much change. But then Peter, uh, well, uh, Malcolm comes in and becomes Peter Pan, and then the shadow kind of is, suggests that he's kind of setting things off the way they're not supposed to be. He's messing with stuff, mm-hmm. and so because of that, never the magic of Neverland is kind of tied to the magic of Peter Pan. And since Peter Pan has that limit where he's not going to last forever. Now, Neverland is kind of, like, in slow decline, too. Mm-hmm. See, I, and now it's, like, we're almost at the end of Peter Pan's life, and so now Neverland is almost at the end of its magic. But they never explained that. If they had explained that, that would have been <laughs> Yeah, like, I always yeah. assumed that Neverland was, like, the world of dreams, and the Shadow was the guardian that, like, lived in kids' dreams, and he actually went there through the fire never world, because, like, that was a world that connected all the world. Worlds, and that's how I got there. Mm-hmm. And because the shadow specifically says, you know, like you made this, like you made it physical. It wasn't like this before. So I always took the shadow as being a good guy that was being forced to work for Peter. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also, I there like two shadows that are in charge: one that doesn't talk, and then one that. Talks. <laughs> <laughs> and they never explained that either. So yeah. One was Greg. Okay, guys. Well, we we're we're about an hour and a half in, so we should probably. <laughs> start I mean, it is a season overview, so yeah, it's gonna run long. Can I right? make one more comment, Bill? Absolutely. Uh, you definitely can, and uh, yeah, go go ahead. Um, yeah. What I what I think would be a great way to go back to Neverland and to maybe explore all the uh, story issues that they hinted at but never actually explained would be to show that um, you know how when uh. In, after they got back to Storybrooke, when the shadow was finally killed, and then Blue Fairy comes back to life. So, mm-hmm. like they said, all the all the people that the shadow had killed would come back to life. I would love it if they would show. Um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Greg. 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 Yeah, I would love if they show that Greg um, was released and he was free, but since his body was already decomposed, he had nowhere to go. So now he's the new shadow, and mm-hmm. he becomes the new villain. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, 
Okay, can I add just one more to what Michael said? <laughs> sure. Um, you know that scene in Neverland where they went into the forest and Neil and Emma, I think it was, and then they were trying to trap the shadow. Wait, was it? Oh yeah, and Hook as well. And mm-hmm. I was so expecting to see Greg in that scene. Me too. <laughs> it was like this is where all the shadows go. Okay, well, where's Greg? You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, I, I see. I held Hook or uh, Neil. Yeah, I was expecting Greg's shadow to help him, help them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, so I think arc. he was too evil at that point. Well, was, I, he was never evil. I, he was always just tricked into. Because I think Tamara was generally evil, but he just sincerely wanted to find his father. I don't think he was really evil. He was just trying to find this. And so when when I always believe that when Regina revealed that his father was really dead, like he could have had a nice cure to redemption. Like you know, I I know I can't do this anymore. Now I'm a shadow. I'm going to help you get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, we never got a tomorrow backstory, can I say? Good. <laughs> Good, I we don't want my... Oh, we could, she could have been really awesome. It no. could have been awesome for no. all we know. Like, she could have been... You no, know, but I love the dragon. I still would like to see more of the yeah. dragon. Yeah! Definitely yeah. the dragon. I oh, know she had more backstory with the dragon. Like, she's been spying on him for a long time, and then she figured out, oh, he has these powers, and then mm-hmm. I would go kill him, and never mind. Just yeah, no, tomorrow's backstory is what I needed. Like, maybe season four, the search for Tamara. The dragon <laughs> had magic in a world that did not have, that does not have magic. So I seriously oh. want to know why he did. Exactly. Mm. Wasn't it Mushu or something that people were saying yeah. it was? Or it might have been from Mulan or yeah, whatever. Yeah, from Mulan. But uh, okay, let's see here. I uh, so, a, as we normally do uh, to wrap things up. Oh, we're not doing I, least favorite moments. <laughs> we're not doing least favorite. Aww. I think we're on a happy note. We've talked about it. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I, I think we've covered him pretty well. No, there okay. is like very specific one about Adam and Eddie blatantly lying to fans, mm. like all well, season long. Well, that's what uh, that's what they do. That's what yeah they you have, know, to, you have to keep the a bit, right? yeah marketing Okay, arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale. I did not come up with an arbitrary scale because Michael did. So I'm gonna let him run this part of the show. Oh, good. Let's see how it goes. Michael, Michael, ask everyone for their arbitrary scales, please. All right. I had a few different ideas for this one, but the one I think that I'm gonna go with is out of 371 artifacts in Rumpel's evil archive. Nice, ah. nice. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Uh, first off, you, Anne Marie. Me, Anne Marie. Out of 371 uh, items in the. the dark, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for the entire season as a whole, um, 327. 327. Why? Why? Briefly. Yeah. Br- <laughs> Just because. No. Um. Uh, <laughs> There were lots of good things. There were some not so good things, in my opinion, the opposite of everyone else's. But I, I don't know. I feel like there was more good than bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's as brief as I can get. Okay. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Tag you. We're not reading the riot. You. Me. Yeah. Uh, I would say three hundred and forty-two. Oh. Why? Why? Keep it brief. Um, it would have been uh, the whole three seventy-one, but Selena. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
I wanted to see her like ride the bike and like fly off. The more. one they found around the, yeah. the corner and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, next. Other Anne Marie. Out of three hundred and seventy one items in the dark archives. What do you Three hundred and thirty five. Why? Because the pace was just too fast. I, I understand what they were going for, but mm-hmm. there were too many things that they could have explored better if they had a full season of either Neverland or Oz. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, where can people follow you online, Anne-Marie? We'll just go ahead and get that part out of the way now, too. I am on Twitter, and underscore Anne-Lee. Excellent. Okay, Amy, uh, 371 uh, items in the Dark Archives. How many do you give it? 330, I guess. Because I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the Oz half of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a really big huge fan of Wizard of Oz in general anyway, but I was kind of hoping this would make me interested in reading the stories and stuff like that, and it mm-hmm. didn't. And the whole Zelina thing just got on my nerves. She got on my nerves. I mean, mm-hmm. the actress was good. It was just the character in general that got on my nerves. So I thought but there were good episodes in that half, but I liked the Neverland half more. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Bobby. Uh, three seventeen. Why? Um, I was I was a big fan of uh, <laughs> I was a big fan of the uh, Neverland half, uh, and uh, I am a huge fan of Wizard of Oz, but was felt really left let down by the second half of the season, mm-hmm. um, and then also just all throughout the whole season, mainly the second half, there was quite a few plot points that I felt were set up that were never delivered on. Okay, uh, we're going to go back to Amy for one second. Yeah. I forgot to ask you uh, where we can find you online and stuff. Oh, um, Twitter at Amy1102 and on Tumblr at bookworm1102.tumblr.com. Excellent. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, Bobby, same question. <laughs> uh, in, inevitable Hawk, uh, that's on Twitter, and that's really the only place you can uh, – Facebook, Bobby Hawk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Uh, Christine, out of 371 items in the Dark Archives, how many would you give this season? Um, I would give it a 285, just because, one, so much more could have been done. Um, But the big bad actors were really amazing. Um, And then the whole thing felt just a bit contrived for me, especially the odd part. Um, Then even though that the, the arcs were so compressed, and the pace was so fast. We still got a lot of filler episodes that I think we could have just turned into better, more relevant episodes that they could have done more with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at squishhat, S-Q-U-I-S-H-A-T. Excellent. Okay, uh, Hope, out of 371 items in the Dark Archives. So I did the math, and I said 278 because that's exactly two-thirds. Um, <laughs> I did because I, I really liked a lot of things in Neverland, even though there was a few things I didn't like here and there. But like Bobby, like I'm a huge Wizard of Oz fan, and I was really looking forward to it. And the fan theories for Oz were so good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and a lot of I had so many personal theories that I've been doing for two years myself. And I was just incredibly let down by Oz as a whole. But there were still moments here and there that I I really liked. So I, I liked about two thirds of the season. 
You, you know, the, the biggest thing that disappointed me about Oz was that the Emerald City didn't feel like the Emerald City. It felt like the Emerald Palace, where mm-hmm. in the, yeah. the Oz books, it's more of much a... Like, no, it's a city. You, you, you feel the energy of the city and the population moving around anytime they describe it. It's kind of dis- disappointing. Uh, Hope, where can people find you online? Um, I have a podcast of my own. It's called Hope of All Trades. Um, mm-hmm. I've done a couple of one shows, and Bill and Amory have been on a few of my shows. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> and I'm at Twitter, at Hope Molinax. I have a once blog called onceuponanobsession.tumblr.com, and I started a once fanfic myself called Realms, and it's my take of Once Upon a Time starting in season two. Excellent. Excellent. Where, yeah, uh, the key thing is Rapunzel is Jefferson's love interest. Nice. Huh. Okay, uh, Jeff and Colleen, uh, out of 371 items in the Dark Archive, what you give it? 321. One, because it was in season two. And two, <laughs> because I love the deeply uh, Heart of Darkness Neverland. It was just so psychological and creepy. It was just, it was just so awesome. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm breaking up now. And Emma <laughs> finally got her magic. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, mm-hmm. Okay, I would have to give it a 350. Mm-hmm. And the only reason it's not a 371 is because uh, R- Zelina's main motivating factor was dumb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she just, it was stupid. And she was whiny. And I also um, did not... Uh, there, there was some dark stuff that I didn't. I, it was a little too creepy for me in, in Neverland. I was like, okay, yeah, that's a little too much. I did love, however, Hook's development, all the character development. Regina, the bad ones, kind of developed. Um, and then I also, we never talked about this a little bit, but Glinda. Oh, I, yes. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. I don't think she's good at all. I think she's gonna come up again later, and so that's why. Um, I, that's why I raised it up to three fifty. <laughs> we we might ha- need to have another roundtable of just season four theories. Oh yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we never got to that. We'll talk well, in August. Yeah, definitely. We didn't even. Yeah, especially about Elsa. We didn't really talk much about Elsa. And that's there another wasn't reason. Really why much Elsa's to say. No, but that's the other reason why my score kind of went down because I'm like, really, you guys, you're gonna jump on that train right now? Yeah. <laughs> I love Elsa. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Frozen, but it feels too contrived for me. But that's just another story. Maleficent, yeah. man. That's where it should have been at. Comes out Saturday. Yeah. If, if Frozen didn't feel like it was written by the writers of Once Upon a Time, I would I would agree, but it doesn't feel quite as crass just because they they, they works. explore such similar themes and you know. And maybe we'll get a musical episode. Please, please, no. maybe. please. I'm please. hoping. No, it has to be written by Joss Whedon to be good. Okay, uh, Jeff and Colleen, where can people find you online? Uh, everywhere. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's a. <laughs> Uh, cool. We have a little podcast called uh, Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast in, at onceuponatimepodcast.com. It's really yes. good. Excellent. And, and uh, OUAT Podcast is, or, yeah, is our yeah, Twitter the, Twitter account. is OUAT Podcast, and your Twitter is? Um, so Weedy, S-O-W-E-E-T-I-E. And we're launching something fun for the hiatus, so yeah, we are. we're not going to be doing nothing. So anyway, I, do you do you want to mention it or is it a surprise? Well, uh, it is called it. Disney once again, and we will be watching classic Disney animated features oh. with an eye towards oh. Once Upon a Time. Oh, so like yeah, that. if you want to watch along with us, we'll we'll let you know what the the very first episode is going to yeah. be Snow White, and it'll be next Saturday. So nice. we'll be we'll be doing uh, watching Snow White and then giving our uh, twist on you know our 
thoughts of that, but also the Once Upon a Time connections, because we know the obvious ones, but there may be others. And then on that episode, we'll give you the next movie, and you have two weeks to watch that movie, and then join in when, when we put the podcast like over it. that one. So it's kind of like a book club, uh, but it is, yeah. except about movies, but exactly. the movies are about books. So it'll be yep. every other week, yep. every other week, um, starting next week until end of September, which is when we're assuming they come back for season that four. That's an awesome idea. I love it. Yeah, I, I think I, I think think uh, me and Jeff have been talking about maybe uh, me and Anne Marie coming by to talk shop a little too. That's oh cool. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You 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 are coming over to our house. We have new okay. patio furniture. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> Excellent. Absolutely. Do okay, we all uh, live in the same city? No, I don't no. believe in the same virtual city. patio. Yeah, the virtual. Yeah. Virtual. I was to just say. I know I live in the same city as Bill and Anne Marie, but. <laughs> Thank God for Skype. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Martine, out of 371 items in the dark archives. Um, 347 was pretty pretty high. So I I really enjoyed um all the redemption stories and obviously Peter Pan was just an amazing villain. Mm-hmm. And then but I I didn't quite like uh Wumple in the second part. He was just like that lapdog and it just annoyed me. Mm-hmm. And just for ruining Medusa, because she's my all-time favorite uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> creature yeah, from mythology. So it's really sad to kind of. It was just bad. <laughs> it was horrible. Medusa was a real waste. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, where can people find you online, Martine? Uh, on Twitter at Hot Air Balloon Double T's, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, how else would you spell hot? That's how That's I was. Your Twitter name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's see here. Oh, and we'll, I guess we'll end up with the man who created the arbitrary scale this evening. Uh, Michael, yeah, what, what do you give it? I will give it 294 items in Rumpel's Evil Archive. Um, as you guys know, I was uh, kind of highly critical of the mm-hmm. highly convenient plot twists that uh, <laughs> seem to happen off, all too often this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually would have been lower than that but I really feel like the finale kind of redeemed at least the second half of the of the season a lot for me, which there were a lot of um, really convenient things that happened in that episode too, but for some reason they didn't bother me almost. <laughs> I mean, at, almost at all. I, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Um, but by the way, I, uh, I watched, I hadn't seen Frozen at all, and I watched <laughs> it just for this podcast. So. <laughs> I, and I'm you probably glad. can't get it out of your head oh, now, can you? I was going to say, I'm yeah. glad we spent so much time on Frozen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In summer. Well, what did you think of it, actually? Just real quick. I actually was really impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the kind of Norwegian uh, uh, culture world aspect mm-hmm. of it, and the story was really good. Uh, I, it's based on The Snow Queen, which is a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's actually one of my favorites of his. Um, so it was a really interesting twist on that uh, on that uh, story. So, yeah. Excellent. Okay, uh, Michael, where can people uh, find you online? Um, I'm on Twitter at mhenrylucero. And uh, do you do you think do you think we can uh, still expect letters from you next season? You think you think oh, you'll yeah. stick with it? Yeah, Excellent. like I, 
I mean, I'll definitely still watch the show if for no other reason than uh, so that I'll know what you guys are talking about on the podcast. <laughs> I love the podcast too much to quit watching the show. Let's there is no shame in hate watching stuff. <laughs> like that was me in Dance Moms for like three. Seasons. Oh, I oh met them. God. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Long before they were famous, my my cousin took classes there. Oh man, I'm so sorry, man. Yeah, there's no shame in hate watching stuff. I love that. And I actually agree with Michael, though. I wouldn't want to stop watching the show because then I can't watch, like, listen to the podcast anymore. And I think I like that. Uh, we, we appreciate um, that. One final point of interest. <laughs> okay, Christine, go Do ahead. it. Okay, so I just, because we never did the least favorite moment thing, so I just want to register my whole displeasure with the whole premise of the time travel thing because OUAT is not a time travel show. Why are we getting time travel? I like what it did for Emma's character, but I don't like the whole time I was going. Really? Are you sure? I had an entire Kanye rant about how an apple red is blood. Jefferson time traveled in season one. Like, it was a huge Kanye (laughs) rant I had on the internet. Didn't they say something about time time travel wasn't going to happen on Once Upon a Time? I thought it was point exactly i feel like i've been conned big time and then speaking as a huge doctor who fan i was just like (laughs) oh no 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 time travel on this show please and my friend was like time "Um, travel in season one (laughs) okay we gotta cut off hope's kanye rant (laughs) (laughs) i mean they did say that we wouldn't have uh time travel like adam and eddie but adam and eddie also said that neil had a perfectly equal chance of emma and then after he killed uh was killed off they said they planned to kill him off in the summer before season three well, you know, that's kind of like managing expectations yeah. and stuff like that, too. But it is very late, and I'm about to fall asleep in my chair. Oh, I'm so so not late. <laughs> it is not late compared to Martine. It's got to be like 4 a.m. That's true. <laughs> okay, Go uh, to bed, Martine. We won't rub it in your face how early it is here. No, oh, no, you're no. You're West no, Coast, no. aren't you? Are you guys West yes, Coast? we are. Oh. Oh. 9, 10, where I am. So. I just think it was weak. Well, he is a little weak sauce. I am pretty weak. But, you, you know, uh, if you're listening to the recorded version, we have a bunch of letters and voicemails from actually the season finale that we need to get to as well. So we're going to do, uh, if you're listening to the recorded version, an, you're audible, gonna get those. an audible ad, and then we're going to go right into that. Okay, before we uh, finish up with some uh, letters here, uh, with your reaction to the finale, the season, etc., uh, we'd like to take a minute to thank Audible for sponsoring this week's episode Woo-hoo. of Greetings from Storybrooke. Thanks, Audible. Now, if you don't know Audible, it's a service. Uh, you can uh, get a membership. You can go there. You can make a big old list of uh, what's called an audiobook. <gasps> an audiobook? Yes, it's a book, but with your ears. But my ears can't read. But they can listen to somebody else read. Oh, they can. And you can get these kind of things from Audible. And they, they don't just have books either. They have old radio plays. They have lectures, I think that's podcasts. what I'm going to have to do next time is get an old-timey radio play. There, there's a lot of good ones on there. Like uh, I, I recommend Baby Snooks. Baby uh, Snooks? Is it yeah. like Baby Snooky? Because Snooky is pregnant. Again, you don't, no, you don't even know what a Snooky is. I, I, I have no idea what a Snooky is. It's Baby totally Snooks <laughs> was a, a radio show in the 1930s with uh, Fanny Bryce. 
Nope. Uh, a famous comedian uh, of the time. Uh, but anyway, don't mind the uneducated swine in the corner. You you can uh, you can go to Audible and uh, sign up for this great service. And we always uh, like to give you a couple recommendations if you want to go and try and get the free thirty day trial that uh, they're having us offer to you to try out their service. Uh, now this week, like a lot of the stuff in the episode, we went ahead and had one of our listeners pick this uh, the pick for this week. And uh, Martin, who uh, you heard in the episode just a little bit ago, has picked Stephen Fry Presents a Selection of Oscar Wilde Short Stories. Now, I love Oscar Wilde. I love Stephen Fry. I haven't heard this, but I see no reason why I wouldn't absolutely positively uh, love this collection. Amory is smiling over there. I, it's probably just the wry humor of Oscar Wilde. She's just thinking. It's, it's just so comical. She's thinking of his classic one-liners. Yeah. And it's, None it's that just I could spout off at sending, this point in time. <laughs> sending her into a t- tizzy. little tizzy. And uh, another one of our listeners uh, went through and uh, signed up for the free trial a couple weeks ago. And uh, uh, Victoria and said it was super simple, quick and easy. And uh, she's already uh, progressing through the Games of Thrones. Ah, uh, the Games of Thrones. I think it's just Game of Thrones. It is. But it uh, is. <laughs> to download your free audiobook today, you can go to audibletrial.com slash Storybrook. Again, that that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook <laughs> for your free audio book. And we want to thank uh, Audible for sponsoring thank you, this Very long awesome. You are awesome. And now, not on to the news. I know. I'm sitting here going, and now on to the news, but there's no and news. And it's not the there's, news. There's three months of nothing. <laughs> So, but I we, we're gonna finish up here with some uh, listener letters, uh, voicemails, things like that. We were gonna do this in the main broadcast, uh, but, but we never stopped talking mm-hmm. as a group, and it ran long. So this is a bonus for all of you. Uh, yeah, but see, audio I, downloads. I had prepared. Oh, uh, to do it uh, there, yes. and I was going to give us a break, our voices a break. Which so it sounds I pre- like your voice needs a break anyway. I know, right? Uh, but <laughs> I, I did a lot of voiceover this afternoon. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, I prepared all the letters. <laughs> I went through and I pre-read them. So if our voices were feeling a little haggard, it wouldn't be a big deal. So we have them all pre-recorded here. Except we'll go- for one that we actually just got today. Yeah. So Anne Marie will be. I will actually get to read of one. one of them. And as always, if you want to email us at any time over the summer, just to chat, uh, greetings from storybrook at gmail.com. you're lonely, you miss us, you see a curse cloud Mm. coming down your road and you need help, please contact us. We'll do our best to help. And you can also tweet us about that curse cloud at storybrook. Yeah. And uh, the Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And you He's can always find. giving me funny find, looks. I don't know what I did. <laughs> and you can always find all of our show notes, uh, episodes, etc. Video of this episode, if you want to go back and watch the video, at greetings from Storybrook.com. Okay, first up, we have a voicemail from a new caller, Kyle. Hey guys, this is uh, a new caller. My name is Kyle. And I just love your podcast. Podcast, You guys always keep me entertained. Uh, first of all, uh, this last season was really good. I liked how they split it up from two separate seasons. Two villains, Peter Pan and the Wicked Witch. I just love the dynamic of everything. And I just can't 
Can't, can't. I'm so, ah. Uh, you don't know how sad <laughs> I am for Elsa and Frozen. I just love Frozen. That's and everyone is always telling me to let it go. I really don't like the fact that they ruin Regina's happy life. You know, I just want her to be happy but with Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, it's so annoying. Anyway, thank you so much for featuring me on the on your podcast. And I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You rock. Woohoo! Hey guys! Oh, wait, wait, wait! We're looping it. (laughs) It it repeated. I know, but thank you very much, Kyle. (laughs) Thank you, Kyle. And seriously, this voicemail, like anytime I play it, it just makes me so happy. I even posted it on my SoundCloud. (laughs) It's like this is why I love the greetings from Storybrook audience. Absolutely, you guys are just pleasant. We like you a lot. Most of you don't call to yell at us. You just call to correct us. Exactly. Which is totally fine. And we <laughs> and encourage. I wonder if Rain will have any corrections. I for don't us. know. I Let's we'll find, find out. out. I think this is one of the ones I pre-read. It is. This is from Rain. Hi, I'm a new listener. I'm just thinking about this since the latest edition of Tink on the Once Characters. I suspect Aurora's fairy godmothers. She, in the Disney version we all know, has three. Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather are uh, Relgorm, Blue, Nova, and Tinkerbell, Green. All my basis is their corresponding colors, which I don't know who is who, but I'm pretty sure Eddie and Adam made them have... the have these appearances for a reason because basically we only know four fairies them and cinderella's exploded fairy godmother that's coming up a lot isn't it i do hope aurora and maleficent's history backstory will then be revealed in this season and where the h is mulan i'm quite sure i haven't seen her with the merry men that's it i think she's on another show that's it i'm sorry if i'm quite (laughs) off topic good job on your podcast take care rain from manila Yes, the curse, curse reached our shores. Sent for my enchanted Windows Phone 8.1. I love the idea of the three of them being her fairies. Yeah, it, I it, may not like Aurora, but I like the fairies. If nothing else, that would kind of suggest to me that it would be like a them episode, like a fairy-featured episode. We need a fairy-featured episode. We really we only had like two. We still need to figure out what Blue Blue's deal is. I know. She, she's sneaky, that one. She, she Yeah. I want to know more. Okay, uh, next up we have, I, I believe this is a voicemail from Patty. Uh, yeah, a little long, but, uh, you know, we'll interject where appropriate. Hey, Bill and Emery. This is Patricia Morrow. First, I'm sorry I couldn't be able to listen to the podcast um, live, but, again, I'm going on vacation, and I do not know what my schedule is like. Yeah, she actually went to Italy. And, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, she posted on the event page. I, I forgot to mention this during the live broadcast, but that she had found uh, like a carving of Robin Hood in <gasps> oh, Italy, cool. which I thought was pretty Super neat. Super cool. But here, we'll go ahead and let you continue. I thought it was pretty good all around. There are a lot of good story arcs. There were a lot of great character developments. And in the end, that is what counts. But at the same time, when I think about the Neverland and uh, storylines, there are some things that I can nitpick about for example i didn't know this at the time when watching the episode but when i went to youtube to find out see the original scene from the movie about who revealed the wizard who unveiled the curtain i was surprised that it was toto really toto i would 
he's I always thought of him as a suicidal dog. I never figured that this dog, this little puppy, was this beautiful animal was the one who revealed that the wizard was humor and this was all an illusion. And, I, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say Anne Marie was looking confused, so I thought some of you might be too. She's basically referring to the original movie. Well, I, I caught up the second. I was like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, because yep, Toto's yep, yep. the one who pulls the curtain. Yeah, down, I right? remember that. Okay, uh, we'll go ahead and continue. Even gave Dorothy the suspicion that he may not have magic. And when I compared to that moment where, and even the setup of the actual state of the actual scam that he was pulling and compared it to what the illusion was, I could say that the original was better. Um, but like, again, this is just me nitpicking. Um, I think the biggest thing, if I were going to compare this, there was the fact that there's not enough of storybook with the characters where there could be more drama in the town, and especially with Regina and the whole, she almost eliminated the entire town, any level of impeachment or something that a lot of things of her past could be used against her for the mayor position is not being... Yeah, I How think has I- nobody come against her for being the mayor? I, I think after everything that's gone on, they're kind of just like, let bygones be bygones. You know, don't try and curse us again. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, let live. Lie, let lie. Exactly. Live and let lie. There we go. That's the impression I get, although the dwarves are still a little uh, sore about do, everything. Do, 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 you should not have said that. News. Considering there's a lot of monarchs and kings, queens, noblemen, it seems pretty weird that nobody's used this against her. But outside of that, I did enjoy it. I especially enjoyed the Rumble wedding. Hopefully, we see more drama next season. And I hopefully, we see Hans and his brothers doing the 12 dancing princesses male version. That's what I'm kind of holding. That's what I'm holding out to. The 12 dancing princesses, princesses male version of Hans and his brothers. But again, I hope you guys have a good time in your listeners' podcast. And thanks again. Goodbye. Yeah, thank you thank very you much. Thank you so much for sending that in, and I hope you're enjoying your vacation. Yeah, I don't we, know if you're back or not, but I'm jealous. We d- we definitely did miss you. If if you guys aren't aware, Patty was on our Wonderland yes. uh, wrap up handout. Hey, great guest, great guest. Uh, you want to go ahead and read the uh, email you have there? Yeah, I can read it. Okay, <clears throat> this one is from Alina. Uh, I know the season is over, but I wanted to send my theory. I was thinking that Elsa, she could be Snow's sister because in season two, the reason her mother named her Snow was she was born in the hardest winter. Maybe Queen Ava and King Leopold went to Rumpel to ask him to help their daughter Elsa control her magic but couldn't and locked her up in the dark vault since Snow doesn't have magic. But she can produce magical children just like Elsa had magic but Anna didn't. What if Snow is the Anna in this story and Kristoff is charming? Because, you know, mostly everybody has to be related to Henry. <laughs> but my my other theory is that um, she is related to the Knave, a.k.a. Will, and is his sister. And that's how he comes to Storybrooke. Yeah, see, I, I, I've heard that one thrown around. The, the second one I could buy a little bit more. Like the the first one, it seems like it would be too close to what they did with the witch. Like first yeah. Cora has a, a secret daughter. Then- right. Uh, Snow's mom well, does too. And I thought she was named after Snowbells, the flower. It was like a big thing. Yeah, I think so. Or, I mean, I'm or, sure. It was or the did heart. they get a bunch of Snowbells because they had a daughter named Snow? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. I know she looked at them when they went to visit Glenda, though. Yeah, Snowbells. Okay, uh, next up here. I uh, thank you very much. Uh, it was Alina. Alina. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
I, uh, next up, we have uh, Other Anne Marie, who was on Other the broadcast tonight. But uh, she sent what? she uh, sent this in on the the night the, the, of the finale. Okay, this letter is from Anne Marie, the other Anne Marie. Uh, she was on the show tonight, I think. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. Great, great finale. Okay, so I just completely repeated myself, my past self. That was fun. Okay, let's continue, past Bill. I was squealing at the cliffhanger, and I can't wait for season four now. I'm happy they took the first ten minutes slow and tried to get a breath before the time portal was noticed. We all needed a little peace before we are diving in once again, I think. I could not believe we went back to before Emma was born, though. This can't be good. Hook has some great quotable lines. And I just loved Hook's reaction to Emma's peasant dress as well. As well as Hook being jealous of himself and knocking himself out. Too funny. I am loving Emma and Hook's storyline in the Enchanted Forest. Although I wasn't expecting this to be the entire finale storyline, though. However, I have to give props to Adam and Eddie to bring basically every single original character back, including Neil. And what about all the lines that contain little Disney Easter eggs, like Princess Leia? Loved hearing Hook say bloody hell and makes me want to see the knave now. I'm really bummed out to... I, I, that would Bloody be like, like a knave on hook adventure story. I think they'd be really good buddies. They would. I think they we would. actually they talked about this in the round table. Probably. Yep. It, it's been days ago now, folks. Sorry. To <laughs> see Regina lose her love again, though. I didn't realize it was Marianne, which I should have since I recently rewatched, or Marion, sorry, not Marianne, that's the Gilligan's friend, which I should have seen <laughs> since I recently rewatched the episode. Is this going to revert that back to Regina? Ah, is this going to revert Regina back? See, even though I'm recording these, you're going to get the slip ups, it's fine. We finally saw her happy again. Out of 22 lightsabers, I give it 20. It was an amazing finale, and I, but I really hate to see Regina lose Robin. I cannot wait to hear you th- your thoughts. Anne-Marie. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, 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 Anne-Marie. Uh, anything you want to say to Anne-Marie before we move on to the next Anne-Marie message? I think I talked plenty to Anne-Marie the other night. Okay, uh, I lied. Thank you, there. Anne-Marie. Yeah, definitely thank you, Anne-Marie, and thank you for joining us uh, mm-hmm. for the broadcast. Uh, next up is not Anne-Marie, it's Jasmine. Okay, next up is Jasmine. I'm so in love again with Hook and Emma again. Is that wrong? Yes. The last half season of Moody Emma had me leaving Captain Swan. Hashtag Captain Swan, actually, is what she put. Gosh, no. I... Gosh, I'm never usually into the mushy romance stuff, but now it seems I am. There were tears on my part. I will just go ahead and admit that now. Thanks again, Once Upon a Time. Thanks a lot. And I really love Regina so much now. She she certainly became my favorite character this season. Guys, do another hangout show. Jasmine, we are. Jasmine. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we did. You actually are appearing. Oh, the hangout hangout show. The second hangout show in a row, actually. Come to think of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because we did a for the finale. We did a hangout. Yes, we did. And then for season three tonight, we did a hangout tonight. Tonight, as in two nights two ago, ago. <laughs> when we did it. Okay, uh, next up, uh, someone else who uh, wanted to but couldn't join us for the live event. Woo, woo! I'm sorry I couldn't be involved in tonight's episode. I have a prior engagement. Overall, I thought the third season was really good, much better than season two, where season two felt really disjointed after Snow and Emma returned from the Enchanted Forest. I think Adam and Eddie did something really bold in trying to do two separate storylines over a long hiatus. I really enjoyed that there was a long hiatus, and when they came back, there was no breaks. Although, I wish... Once Upon a Time in Wonderland took that hiatus spot because I think it really could have used it well. I thought this new format did really well with the show. Now, with that said, I don't want to see this 
for my return in Season 4. I want one cohesive storyline. I have to say, though, I enjoyed the Pan storyline in Neverland more than I did with Zelina with Oz. Not to Preach say that it. Oz didn't have any good episodes. No. They did, especially when Snow gave birth in New York City Serenade. But I enjoyed Robbie Kay and Robert Carlyle's interaction. And I love the, the depth of Gold and Regina's characters. Nah. Not, not so much the evolution as we saw at the end of the season really just took all that away. One thing I have to say before I go, please, please, please give Jared Gilmore some better material. Give him <laughs> something to work with next season or just don't have him on the show anymore. I know we've Preach complained it. about Henry. <laughs> and I think one of the things about Henry is he's really used as a plot device and nothing else. And I don't think that's fair to Jared Gilmore as an, an actor and, and as a performer. See you guys later. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-woo. Thank you. This is a, a kind of a nerdy inside joke, but uh, Henry's middle name is MacGuffin. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, yeah, thank you very much, though, Wu, and uh, we look forward to hearing... I mean, we're already hearing uh, from you anytime there's a bit of Gotham news out there like for it. Legends of Gotham. We like it. Yeah, so, you know, we'll continue to love to hear from you every time, Wu. Okay, next up, uh, someone else who's on the show tonight, Bobby. Bobby. Messing up her parents' meeting, having to attend the dance together to get them back together. I was waiting for someone to run into a horse... Mess that one up? Yeah, that one seems really short, but you know what? We know what Bobby thinks anyway. Oh, you're cutting him off. <laughs> no, I think it was really just a breakdown of like all the Back to the Future parallels. Uh, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. So sorry, Bobby. But uh, you oh. were on the episode. He was on the majority on of the, the episode. episode tonight. It's just funny. I enjoy that everybody else on the panel was like, Bobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. and we It's definitely, like Norm from Cheers. And we definitely in the show notes for this episode do have his artist rendition of him in the jelly bean costume. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, Lizza. Mackenzie? I think it's Liz Mackenzie. Okay. Hi, just dropping a line about the last episodes. Overall, I like both episodes, but I'm always a fan of watching the episodes that way. The fix with the dark fairy dust felt a bit trite. Who didn't see the identity of this mysterious woman coming? Who else could have ruined Regina's happiness? The finale's final shots make me excited for next season. However, to be fair, I'm a fan of Frozen. The writers are showing a bit of wear and tear in both the original and a Wonderland series. Completely fresh ideas seem to be in short supply. The problem with Wonderland was too many filler episodes, for the most part. I am Joe, in my opinion. In my humble opinion, I think it is. The confusion of how the Wonderland episodes fit with the regular Once Upon a Time episodes was my biggest pet peeve. There was a problem with pacing during the Neverland episodes, which thankfully was missing for the second half of the season. Mostly. Swanfire has gone the way of the wooden swan, my personal mm. favorite, and Graham Emma. I'm not a fan of the pairing myself, Grandma. but I am willing to accept that the writers have their own ideas about where they want to go. Thanks for reading this. Charity, a.k.a. Lizzie McKenzie. I, I wanted them to make out at Granny's patio. That's where they had this going. <laughs> I, I also have to say I really like commentating over my own voice. It's fun. <laughs> it's a good, good time. It, it must be what it's like to do a podcast with me, actually, I'd assume. And there it is. Okay, uh, next up we have uh, Martine. Who Martine is... was also on the show. Exactly. Okay, this one's for Martine. Uh, a few of the people who appeared tonight, I think. I, you know, I'm recording this a couple Thanks, days Pass ahead Bill. of time, so it might not be tonight. <laughs> Hello, Henry and Bill. Bill. I love this episode so much. I was excited all day, hence all the hourly updates. Uh, yeah, oh, she's yeah. the one who did all yeah, of the hourly Martin updates on her yeah. Facebook page the day of the premiere. Thank you for that, Martine. <laughs> and the episode was just so monumental. The first 10 minutes in Storybrooke were so amazingly peaceful and beautiful and continued on from the sweet hospital scenes last week. 
There was also a lot of honesty going around, which was great, because there was so much to be said, secrets to be revealed, like Emma wanting to leave and Hook no- keeping ah, and Hook keeping that knowledge from her family as well. I was very anxious about Michael Raymond James' name still being in the credits because I hoped he would just not just get up again at some point. First, because that would just annoy me because of the high quality of the writing, so I don't like it if they suddenly find a way to bring people back with some random, long-forgotten tool from Rumpel's shop, and two, the Captain Swan the Captain Swan Fire Love Triangle would start again, like the lighter and coconut fight early, earlier this season. Also, I hope that now that Charming thinks Hook is okay, everybody will be on the side of Captain Swan. Me too. Come on, Prince Charles. Nah. Come on, Prince Charles. Everybody is on the side of Captain Swan. Self right in no. his drunk face. Great scene, though. And also, how great was it that Emma was the only one doing most of the teasing this episode? I'm still not loving the line and the Rumpel Rumpel relationship, though. I think their ship is now more like the scene from Titanic. Him drowning in his, in his lies and her just trying to hold on. But here are some more incoherent thoughts. Super wow. cute Neil, Emma Neal scene. Such a tribute to the both of them. I so predicted Tabahasi. that a wardrobe change was necessary for Killian to get his princess. So I think we'll see more color in his clothes next season. All the Emma Snow scenes were so heartbreaking. I wonder if there's some meaning to Snow turning into a ladybug. Possibly just overanalyze him because they're one of my favorite animals. Aw, uh, Hook sacrificed his ship for her. Rumbell marriage will backfire very, very soon. Prince Neil. Expected, but cute. Outlaw queen twist. I was constantly wondering yeah, I why I remembered her. I'm not loving this. And I really thought that the family blood f- feud was resolved. Frowny face. Do you want to build a snowman? It said to sing there, so I did. Frozen is coming! Big smiley face. <laughs> Expect this podcast to run very, very long. It did Martine. <laughs> okay, this... Yeah, uh, <laughs> someone actually got me to sing on the podcast. Can you believe it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can believe it, too. Uh, thank you, Martine, and thank you for uh, appearing tonight, too. Okay, two more. Uh, first is from Petrina. Next up is Petrina. Y'all's charisma is out of this world. It makes me want more. I'm going to start with my dislike about this episode. One, do we really have to travel back in time for Emma to get the old cliche, home is where the heart is message? It just seems like a waste of time travel to me. Two, it was getting predictable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I can see that, but I think they needed to show Emma in fairy Mm -hmm. tale land. Yeah, and it's it's also sometimes it's interesting to juxtapose like a really high concept like time travel with a really basic message you know yeah from a children's story which i mean in this kind of show they all are those are the kind of messages you get with a kind of modern edge to it raise your hand if you know the knew the mystery woman was robin hood's ex-wife i must be the only person who didn't my hands out of all the disney movies the most recent one was picked Okay, hold the darn phone. They could have used Dr. Faciller from The Princess and the Frog, or even, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Yzma YZMA from The Emperor's New Groove. See, I've never seen that one. As a new evil in town, the writers chose Frozen. F, a lot of punctuation marks, please. What I did like was Belle and Rumpel's marriage, Belle's outfit was nice, Regina and Robin Hood, scene red, little one-liners, the Star Wars, and the Back to the Future references, as well as the Neil and Emma flashback. I give it a two out of five. Please write a different season finale. Have a good podcast, Anne-Marie and Bill. Well, they did have a different uh, season finale, but... And we did have a good podcast. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Petrina. And uh, yeah, hope, hopefully uh, next season will be more to your liking. Okay, last uh, message here. It's from Rochelle. Let's play it. Okay, Rochelle says, I have no idea where next season is going to go, and I'm saddened they're probably going to make Regina go back to evil queen mode again. Maybe not for Henry's sake, but they just had to steal her happy ending yet again. 
Although the storyline for Marion doesn't exactly make sense, and I'm thinking there might be more that we're seeing, because Robin would have tried to save Marion from Regina, and I doubt Robin would just let that go when falling for Regina. There has to be something more. Or maybe she's not Marion at all. I'm going to have That's to go back and watch thinking. it all again. The el- Maybe she's Maleficent. <gasps> Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. We're just going to pull in every blockbuster that we possibly can. Well, she is from the past, before Maleficent was killed by Emma. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Should probably let, let, let the letter finish. Also the thing, I haven't seen the movie, and it was probably first grade when I read Anderson's The Snow Queen, so I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Question mark? Uh, no, but uh, yeah, yeah that, that could be interesting. That could be really good. Mar- Marion's a mole from the past or something. You know, that could be fun. I just think she's going to walk out on the street. Oh, my Miata. <laughs> Nice. Well, uh, thank you, Rochelle. Thank you, uh, Rochelle. For thank you, everybody, for all of your amazing, amazing feedback all season. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. Just been, you make our job easy. Really, you do. For, for sure. And uh, I definitely hate that sometimes we have to pick and choose. But luckily, uh, this time we were able to fit everything in pretty much. Except I think there might have been one or two repeats that ended up getting cut. Right. Uh, just for one reason or another. Right. And then there was Bobby's letter, but that's because you recorded it wrong. Yeah, I did. I did. Sorry, I, Bobby. If, if I, actually, if I remember correctly, I was starting to export it and I had to fix something and then maybe I didn't re-export technical, it right Technical, technical, technical. Yeah. Lost to the ages, that one. So. All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, throw it back to our past selves to wrap oh, up here. Time travel. Bye, Bill. Or hi, Bill and Anne-Marie hi, from the Bill past. Hi, ah. It's better here. Come quick. In the future. Awkward. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube version live, thank Hi. you for watching. Thanks. And I guess we'll do the sign-off as we normally do. Okay. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet, Bill Meeks? Oh, uh, I I don't know. Where can they find me on the internet? Anymore? I don't know. That's why I asked you. I think maybe at Bill Meeks. <gasps> uh, they at can Bill find my, my, my books I, at dogboyadventures.com. And my Google Plus profile is google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. Anne-Marie, where can people find you? You can find me on the Twitters at AMDSimone, and I have blog crunchy, crafty, and highly caffeinated.wordpress.com. It's well, a really great. good blog. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you had a really good guest post on Oh, God, he guest posted, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. for nothing what? else, come read his post. That was what? my least favorite post. <laughs> I okay. did get to meet Elsa oh. and Snow White. Don't oh. kick her off the call. No, I love you, Bill. I was just kidding. I know. <laughs> hey, I read your book. <laughs> yeah, I just walked through the play. Yeah, I saw, I saw you mentioned that when I was adding you to the call and stuff. Okay, but we got to go. Okay, we got to go. Okay, we're going to be back, guys, over the summer. Uh, we Maybe we'll do a season four theories roundtable. Uh, it suggested. sounds like it's been demanded. Maybe some commentaries. Uh, maybe... Uh, we'll, Maybe a Q&A because I know Hope said she had like four questions for us that we obviously didn't get to. Yeah, obviously. But point is, we'll We're be done. back throughout the summer. Maybe just not Ooh, weekly. Sorry. It's at Okay, before we jiggle arms too much more, <laughs> until next time, greetings. Greetings.